Welcome to episode four. I'm Callie. I'm Fitz. And this is... Nostalgic Rewind. 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 This is going to be the theme song. And it's going to haunt my dreams. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, it is so weird to just keep... Like putting these out, we like to film, record these a little consistently. We do, we do, Especially. and we like this. You know, we we're jumping into this, and um, ever since we kind of started this, um, we thought we'd just do it as a thing because it's something we wanted, and we really enjoyed this. We're really enjoying it, uh, one movie at a time, kind of breaking down the whole thing, taking a better look at it than. Uh, when you normally just sit down and watch a movie. Because afterwards you have like, you may talk for a couple of minutes. But Kelly and I, when we go watch a movie, it's not a couple of minute conversation afterwards. It's usually almost like this breakdowns that we kind of do. We usually talk about a movie for, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, two Dep- hours, depending. depending on the movie, how much we liked it or hated Hated or how confused it, we were. Or how confused we were. And I think, funny enough, I think that the ones that we disliked the most are the ones that we probably spend the most time on. So, yes. are you ready to jump into this? Yeah. Let's get after it. Today, we're going to be talking about Brink. Brink, 1998, a.k.a. Pestimistic Dad. Which also, he is my favorite. He is hilarious. <laughs> and I, I like him. Uh, he is actually in one of my favorite movies, and we will get to that later. Yes. Um, but I like him. Yes. So, it starts off with Andy Brinker, also known as Brink. And he has this inline skating crew called the Soul Skaters with his three close friends, Peter... Jordy and Gabriella. I expected more soul music. I'm just saying, soul skaters, soul music. It did not go. So that way. the whole point of their team is that they skate for fun, not money. Yes. Which means they are mocked constantly by their rival team, the X Blades, led by the local bully Val, whom also attends their same high school in Southern California. And he is your typical Disney bully. Yes. He, he, you also look at him like you really dressed him like the 2000s bully. Yes. Like you'd be like. Snob. Decom villain. Has money. Snobby. Looks down on everyone else. Even has the haircut. So it starts off with one Brink being late to go see everyone. He's on his way. His parents are like, you needed to clean your room. And he's like, I did. I'm leaving. And so he runs over there they're all practicing x blades is like we need that so we're gonna get them off of there and so once they're off of the little practice area soul skaters go over to the skateboarders and they're like hey he said that you guys are stupid and so the skateboarders go and pretty much starts roughing them up and harassing them and everything yeah. And then it goes into the first day of school where Val throws Peter's shoes over the electrical line, forcing Gabriella to give him her shoes because she was forced to wear a dress to school, but was planning on changing when she got there. But now she really can't. She was what what you called back in the 2000s, called kind of a tomboy. She hated dresses. She didn't want to dress up. 
And she was definitely one of the guys. Yes. And so to get back at them because Val was like, you're a wimp if you narc on us and everything. And so the soul skaters put worms in his sandwich. And instead of, you know, talking it out like rational people, they decide we're going to have a competition. Does, Does Disney ever have a situation in a movie where, you know, especially a DCOM, where... It's anything rational? No. No, never is. Never rational. Well, I mean, that's kids for you. Yes. Gotta be some drama. And so they decide to race each other at the school, causing one of the X-Blade members, Boomer, to get injured, and everyone gets suspended for the rest of the day. That's it. The teachers are just like, yeah, just tell them to go home for the rest of the day. They'll be back tomorrow. And um, Brink's dad picks him up, and he's so Um. mad. He's so mad in this. And we got to talk about Brink's dad for a second, okay? So in the beginning of the movie, he like, Brink comes down for breakfast and he's like super excited and super happy and stuff and how wonderful of a day it is. And his dad's like, why is he so happy? People can't be that happy. People can't be that happy. Why is he so happy? This is not normal. Yeah. And you hear dad say constantly, I think this is his theme throughout the entire movie, is that's not normal. Yes. It it was funny, though, during the whole car driving home scene, because his dad's like, why did you do that? And he was like, well, we were having issues, so we decided to solve it with a fight, with a nice little race. And it's like, no. No. (laughs) That, in what place would that make sense? Another little backstory about the dad. So he got hurt on the job about, what, six months before this. And this definitely plays into the plot line of the story of this movie. So dad got hurt and he's finally doing better and he's trying to get a job and he wants to get his old job back. And he was a construction foreman. Yeah. And this plays in later. Yeah. And so while they're driving home, they find out the car breaks down. And they're like, how are we going to fix this? And Brink's dad is just so mad. He's done. And that night, Brink's kind of snooping on his parents. And he finds out that his parents are financially struggling. Saying that his dad doesn't have a job. And his mom hasn't been able to sell a house in a while. So they have no money. And so the next day, Val goes up to the soul skaters and is like, Hey, we're holding auditions for a fourth member. You guys aren't invited, though. I just wanted to let you know. But you find out that this was all because they wanted Brink to show up. Yes. So it was very much every aspect of what Val does is classic bully. He's very manipulative. Uh, Trying to get those words out of my mouth. Um, And... He's very much, you can also see a lot of narcissistic tendencies out of Bob yes. throughout this whole thing. Well, I mean, he's the leader. He thinks he's the best. Everyone yeah. tells him he's the best. And after he goes to the Soul Skaters, Brink does show up. Yes. But that's because he's like, I need the money. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for my family. But he doesn't tell his team. Right. And it comes to find out, you know, they get paid for this. And uh, so he joins to get the $200 a week. Which now seems like a small amount, but at that time would have been a lot more. 
And then during this whole thing, you know, he had mentioned, hey, about getting a job to his dad and his mom and dad at dinner. And he mentioned skating. And of course, his dad is like totally against it. Well, I mean, he got suspended for for skating. Yes. Why are we going to let you do the same thing you got suspended for? And so his dad gets him a job at Puppin Suds. Yes. Washing the puppies. One, Brink doesn't even know how to do that. But two, he takes it because he's like, I don't want to let my dad down. He's already mad at me. I need to make money. And so it goes into pretty much this little montage of him trying to practice with his team, practicing with X-Blades, and then also doing his job. He's falling asleep everywhere at school, doing homework. And you see him really suffer because of all the secrets he's keeping. He's pretty much lying to everybody around him. You know, he's lying to mom and dad. They think he's just doing the, you know, washing the dogs and then lying to his team. And funny enough, the only ones that know really what he's doing is his rivals. Is Yeah, yeah is the other team. And he only joined X-Blades 2 because it was for the Invitationals. He was told that Boomer would be back after the Invitationals. They just needed someone in there. And so on the day of the invitationals, he pretends to be sick. Right. Because his friends wanted to go. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm sick. Go practice. Like, don't go. Don't go at all. Right. Like, no reason. Just don't go. So they're standing around at the the skate park practicing. And what's her name? Gabriella. Uh, suggests, okay, let's go check out our competition on who we're going to, you know, skate against in the finals. So they go, and then they realize. It is Brink. Brink was on the team, and they are so upset because they're like, you lied to us. This is all, you're doing this for money. That's not the point of what we do this for. And so they pretty much are just like. It felt so betrayed in this. We're not his friend, and so he... At first quits X-Blades, but goes back because he's like, I have no one else to go to. I need the money. And they want nothing to do with him at this point. Yeah. And so they're kind of still practicing. And at one point, X-Blades is practicing like the downhill run. And the soul skaters show up and Val's like, oh, this will be perfect. Right. And so he challenges them to downhill. And he's like, I'm going to have Brink do it. So he's going against Gabriella. And Gabriella's actually doing really well in the beginning. Right. But before it started, Val was like, stay on the outside on this one curve. And Brink's like, why? You're not supposed to be on the outside. Like, that doesn't make sense. It turns out Val went all the way down and threw rocks on the road. Because they're going at such a fast speed that if you hit that, you're going to go flying. So, of course, Gabriella, she goes around that corner. Gabriella goes around that corner and she hits these rocks and she takes a terrible terrible fall and really messes her up it messes up her arm right which they're like it could have killed her and everything and so his friends are practically like we're done with you and of course they are blaming brink yeah and brink goes to gabriella's house and it's her mom's like oh my god brink you're here like go talk to her and gabriella is like everyone needs money you are not the only one here that needs it you need to have a reality check. And so his dad finds out what happens from Gabriella's mom. And he has a heart to heart with Brink, which honestly, that is like one of the best parts of that movie. Yes, It's it is. so heartfelt. And he pretty much tells him, though they're having a financial trouble situation going on, 
he shouldn't be skating for my for money and that like just because he works something does not mean that's what he is absolutely and you know a lot of movies you have this this woman in it and it comes across as cheesy and corny and almost where you're like just clenching away from it. You don't want to see it. But like this one, this one was perfect. It was perfect. It was really good. You know, it was definitely heartfelt. Well, it's in the garage. Lights are low. It doesn't feel like a set. Yes. And so Brink feels so inspired by his dad that he goes up to Val on the boardwalk and pretty much tells Val off. Boomer's pretty much standing up for him being like, Val's cheating. Like, there's no way. Like, you suck. And so Brink's like, I'm going to quit. And he was like, you can't just quit. And he throws a chocolate milkshake in his face. Classic. I loved it. I, the bully got what he deserved. And Val just kind of blows him off. And it's like, oh, whatever. And so the day before the competition, Brink shows up to the skate park to talk to his friends. And they pretty much blow him off. But he's like, hey, the Skull, Sk- Skull Skaters are sponsored. And they're like, by who? And he's like, Puppin Suds. And they're like, how'd you get that? And he was like, well, technically it's me. I got four months of advance for pay, and I got new skates, helmets, shirts, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Basically sets his friends up for this competition. And he goes to walk away with what seemed like no expectation that his team was going to take him back, but just to do it to help them. Yeah, and so they pretty much are like, you can join us. And they go straight to the competition. Where the day of the competition, his parents and sister actually show up. And his dad's not there, but he shows up after the first event. But during the first event, he kind of messes up. But they're still doing really well. well. Yeah, they're still in, what, the top five or so at the time. They're they're still close. And then during the right before the second, dad shows up. And you find out dad got his job back. Right. And so they're all ecstatic. They have money again. And Brink's like, I don't have to worry about money. And I of, can do this for because I love it. And of course, pessimistic dad is now supportive dad. Yes. And so they watch him in the second one and he does phenomenal. All of his teammates do phenomenal. And that's all they could do. And they actually end up placing second, which means him and Val are facing each other in the downhill race. Yes. And our favorite Val decides to cheat during it. And at first he's, they're just kind of like trying to knock him off. And you know, Brink is such a good hearted kid in this movie. And so at one point in the movie, Val takes this, takes a fall and goes through the barricade, and Brink could have easily kept skating and win. But he gra- Brink goes back to check on him, and Val grabs his arm, throws him down, gets up, and takes off. But what Val didn't know... Is the sports channel was videotaping it all. So it was all streaming, because yes. there was one blind spot that he knew about. That's where he was trying to cheat, but it didn't work. Right. And so Brink ends up really thriving and actually does end up beating Val. Barely, but he beats him. And Val gets pretty much booed off the stage because he's like, you're a cheater. This is like not fair and everything. In X Game, the big promoter for X Game, the guy that runs it, got rid of Val. And then he comes up while they're celebrating, goes up to Brink and it's like, hey, 
we want you to be the leader um, of X-Blade. Yeah, and he just says he's going to turn it down because he only skates for fun. And then he goes back and celebrates with his team, and that's the end of the movie. It was... I felt like it was a really good movie. It was very well put together. So now for our rating, how many brain cells did we give it? First, let's explain the brain cell rating. One brain cell means that one brain cell was active, the rest were asleep, means that we did not like that movie. And five brain cells. That means that all were active, we enjoyed it completely, even if there are little quirks. Which in this case, I personally rated it a five. And I did as well. The movie felt like it kept you engaged the entire time. Um, It was really good about following a storyline. It had its ups and downs throughout the entire thing. I think it really taught you something in the movie. That friends and having fun and being a kid it was more important. So... Yeah, it was one of those things where it had its quirks. Brink says some stuff where you're just like, Brink, buddy, no. But he he was like a typical late 90s, early 2000s kid. And it was just enjoyable to watch. And now on to fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. All right. So Brie Larson actually auditioned for the role of Katie Brinker, which is his sister. The younger role actually went on to a different girl who plays another in another decom, which I'll go into later. Um, the other only fun fact I could find about this was that it was loosely based on the novel Hans Brinker or The Silver Skate by Mary Makes Dodge. Which sounds interesting, but it says it's loosely based. And now for your favorite part. Where are they now? Alright, so this one's a little difficult because I couldn't find a lot of information. So, the first person I'm going to talk about is Eric Von Denton, who played Andy Brinker, or Brink. So, Eric would continue to act until, like, 2010. His last credit is in 2010 as the voice actor for Sid from Toy Story 3. Oh, that's neat. After that, he went on to have a more private life. He is a sales manager for a commodity brokerage firm. In 2018, he married his wife, Angela, who is a real estate agent. They have a daughter and two sons together. Oh, man. Okay. Went on to live a simply normal life. The second person is Sam Horgan, who plays Val. Sam would continue to act. His last credit is from 2016 as Nick in Modern Family. It seems, though, that he left the industry after that and led a very quiet life, and I could not find anything on him. Um, Next, Christina Vidal, who played Gabriella. Christina would go off to be an actress and a producer. Her most recent credit is from 2023 as Dre in Primo. As for her personal life, there isn't much out there. She has two kids. That is all I found. And then next one, we got Robin Riker, who plays Maddie Brinker or... His mom, which she really doesn't have a big part in this one. Oh, we forgot to talk about the one part later on in the movie when his dad talks about how, oh, people shouldn't be this sad because now when he's stressed, he's really sad. And the mom's like, you didn't want to be this happy. He was like, yeah, I wanted to be in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. So Robin Riker would continue to be an actress and a writer 
Fun fact, she actually began acting in theater at the age of two. Oh, wow. Her most recent credit is from 2020 as Beverly Maples in Killer Dream Home, which I'm assuming is like a horror movie. There is nothing online about her personal life. That is a common theme for this cast. The next one is Jeffrey Blake, who played Jimmy. And I believe that's one of his friends. Right. Jeffrey would go on to be an actor and a producer. Fun fact about him, he is an Emmy-nominated two-time SAG Award winner for his role as Wesley in the 1994 classic Forrest Gump. Oh, wow. His last credit is from 2022 as Senator Jim Graham in Section 8. Again, little is known about his personal life. Okay. Next up, we got Patrick Lewis, who is Peter, who he's the one that goes to Brink's house and is like, hey, are you coming? And Brink's like, I'm sick. <laughs> uh, Patrick would go off to have a private life while acting here and there. His last credit is from 2021 as Kale in The Man from Nowhere. Again, nothing Another on his personal life. Common theme. The second to last person is Katie Volding, who plays Katie Brinker, who oh. is his sister. So earlier I'd mentioned that she went on to do other things. Katie, like most of the cast, would leave a private life. She did go on to be in another DCOM, Smart House, which I know you absolutely hate that movie. It's not my favorite. She acted predominantly until 2001. Her last credit is from 2009 as Katie Cadwell in Au Pair 3, Adventure in Paradise. Okay. Which it seems like that was more of, it was a addition to a already, it's a trilogy, so she had to come back. Otherwise, everything else ended in 2001. And finally, David Graff, who is Ralph Brinker. David, who is respected a respected SAG member, was best known for his role in Police Academy. One of my favorite movies. Yes. He played Hightower. Hilarious. So funny. Uh, his character in that movie. If you haven't seen it, you definitely have to go watch it. So, unfortunately, on April 7th, 2001, not long really after this movie came out, he passed away suddenly from a heart attack Nine days before his 51st birthday. Wow. His last credit is in 2001 is Jock Douche on the Son of the Beach. <laughs> which is unfortunate. He was probably one of the best actors on this movie. Probably went on to be definitely the most well-known. Yes. I would say. And he, like this came out in 1998. So a couple years later, he passed, he passed away. away. Yeah. Which is so unfortunate because he was so fantastic and it seems like he was so well respected. Guys, if you haven't seen this movie, Brink, go watch it. It's a good show. Um, lots of twists and turns in it. Um, great kids movie. Uh, definitely give it a chance. Watch it. Even let us know what you think about the movie. Yeah, this... I had never actually seen this. I thought I had, but... My memory was just like, either I hated the movie or I hadn't seen it. And I couldn't remember which one, but I hadn't seen it. And I honestly really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. For a DCOM, it's so heartwarming and special that you just want to keep watching. And as we've discovered, not all DCOMs have this. No. They don't. They just don't. Well, thank you so much for listening. And you will listen to us next time, hopefully. Come back. Come back. And if you have any uh, suggestions, we have an email attached. Hopefully. Hopefully it's on there. 
uh, get on there, check it out, send us an email on what you would like us to review. And thank you for listening. Thank <laughs> you.